Hi, you're listening to A Bossy Short with Lisa Schinninger and Julia Dumay. And uh, today we are going to talk very briefly about uh, the new Netflix show that premiered this weekend, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, it stars Ellie Kemper from, uh, is it Kemper or Klemper? Oh. I'll fix it later. <laughs> Ellie from uh, The Office. Um, she played the very ditzy uh, receptionist who took over when Pam moved to sales. Um, and she's very cute. She's uh, She always plays sort of like ditzy, dumb, airheady kind of characters. And uh, Kimmy Schmidt is actually um, kind of along in that same vein. I don't know how much you know about the show, Jules. I don't. I've heard a few things. It sounds very interesting. Interesting. Yeah, interesting is a good word for it. Um, it's from Tina Fey. She's a producer oh. and writer on it, and uh, Robert Carlock, who worked with her on Thirty Rock, also. Um, and I don't know if he is the name behind um, Spurlock, the character. Like, I don't know oh. if those are those two are related at all. But every time I see Carlock, I think Spurlock, and <laughs> I get excited because I think it's going to be that guy, and it's not. Um, it's a, some old white guy. Oh. Um, but so the story here is the story opens with Kimmy Schmidt is a girl from Indiana who was, and this is where the interesting part comes in. Um, she was kidnapped as a, like a, a teenage girl and kept for a, in a bunker in an apocalypse cult for 15 years. Whoa. And she's just, she's just been released with uh, three other women who were held with her. Whoa. Um, yeah, so that's where you open, is they're released from the this apocalypse cult shelter underground into the light, and they huh. they're, they become famous, as these women, unfortunately, huh. do when they, when they are young and white and attractive and come out of captivity. Um, and they're known as the Indiana Mole Women. Um, oh, and they, <laughs> yeah, um, so it's like, the interesting thing is, like, that starts from a really dark place. Yeah. Right? And it's like, oh, my God, I don't want to watch this. And then you remember it's from Tina Fey. And you're like, interesting. Okay. Um, it actually turned out to be, I watched the whole thing this weekend because, of course, I did. And um, it actually turns out to be, I think it handles it fairly sensitively. I mean, oh. as sensitively as you can expect from an American sitcom. Um but the the overall theme of the show is Kimmy, uh, like learning to overcome like what she's been through, like, huh. um, and she makes a really deliberate choice at the the very beginning of the first episode, um, not to go back home to Dernsville, Indiana. Um, there's a lot of flyover state humor in this one, and I, <laughs> as a flyover stater, I oh, actually dear. really enjoyed. It. Oh, okay, all right. Because because it's at Indiana's expense. Oh. <laughs> Every once in a while, oh. there's a joke about Ohio, and I'm kind of like, no you, Indiana. Um, <laughs> nice. So, okay, so the first episode, she makes this deliberate choice. She's not going to go back. She's going to stay in New York City, and she's going to create this new life for herself. And there is, like, and she doesn't, like, immediately get over it. And uh, it's played by this, by Ellie Klemper. I think from the office. So she's really like got a sunny disposition. She's very, um, a very positive character. And she does have trauma like from the experience, obviously, um, that she, I think the show actually treats it, you know, it's a heightened reality of a sitcom. Yeah. It treats it fairly responsibly because she tries to ignore her, uh, ignore her trauma and, you know, always look on the bright side and you can get through anything for 10 seconds. There's a lot of coping mechanisms that become plot points. Um, and then she, 
by the end of the show, and I don't think it's going to spoil anybody to say this, like she has to confront like oh, what wow. what that actual experience was for her. And, you know, to for healing, that's the kind of thing you have to do is yeah. you can't just push it down. You have to kind of confront it a little bit. Huh. So, like, it's interesting because, like, I... I think comedy is obviously the uh, the primary motivator here. Hmm. So, like, they're going for the funny jokes, but I think they do it in a way that's um, pretty responsible, like a lot more responsible than other things that we've seen um, along those kinds of lines. Huh. And it's definitely, I think, more responsible to, like, the the aftermath of, of being a victim of something like that than a more serious drama would have been. Oh. Um, where like the victim is always decentered and it becomes about like the saviors instead. Mm. You know, we've talked before about the dead girl shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, this is a, a mole girl show. <laughs> I feel <laughs> terrible for saying that. That's great. Um, but yeah, like I really enjoyed it. And the first couple of episodes, I kind of watched it like, I don't like this. Like I even said on Twitter, I don't like this. Hmm. Um, and then I came back to it the next morning and I tried a few more episodes and it really kind of gels around like the fourth. Yeah, I, I remember say. seeing your, you sort of tweeting about it and your progress. Yeah. And yeah, saying you sort of revised your opinion. Yeah, I did. I think, and I think it's, it's one of those rare things that probably would have benefited from being on a network because, um, they kind of changed direction a couple of times during the season, which would have happened on the network. But I think also um, it, it might have they might have tightened up those first couple of episodes a little more, um, knowing that, you know, like they start with six episodes. Then it, it gets expanded with a network order versus Netflix giving them the whole order up front. And it's actually already um, they've already ordered season two. Ooh, so all right. you can watch it and know that these characters are going to come back. Um, and speaking of characters, um, so the main girl is Kimmy Schmidt and there were three other women in the bunker with her. Um, two girls about her age and then an older Hispanic woman who, um, a Latina woman who refuses to speak English with them the entire time. Huh. They're in the bunker for 15 years. Oh, wow. Um, and she speaks Spanish the whole time, but the girls huh. don't learn Spanish either. So it's really interesting. Um, huh. They have her speak in Spanish and they subtitle it, and but there's no translation, like, within the scenes. Oh, that is interesting. Which is, I thought, really interesting. And it's, it kind of, they play it for a joke at one point, but it was really interesting how, um, like, her experience of what happened in the bunker would have been completely different from yeah. these girls' experience. And it, it, that becomes a part of the narrative. Yeah. Um, and then in New York, uh, so... Kimmy Schmidt, she gets a job. Um, she gets an apartment. Uh, her landlady is played by Carol Kane, huh. who is a friggin' national treasure, as huh. we all know. But like, you've never seen Carol Kane in anything like like in this. All right, she's so funny. Um, she's you can't take her eyes off of her when she's in a scene because you never know what she's gonna do next. <laughs> um, it's really fantastic, and I'm. So, yeah, like, overall, it's a really optimistic show, like, which I did not expect from uh, the uh, the little information that I knew about it. Okay, the uh, her roommate, she gets this apartment, and it's a basement apartment, which is kind of funny because she talks about how it looks like above ground, and then she's living in this basement. Um, her, her roommate is a man named Titus Andromedon. Oh, my God. God, that's great. Who is a singer and aspiring actor um, who has been sort of trapped in a hell of his own making in New York for oh, like God, 15 that's years. Great. 
um, where he just, he cannot succeed. He can't succeed. He can't get the parts that he wants. He's, uh, when we meet him, he hasn't paid his rent in years. He's just kind of like, he's working as one of those off-brand characters in Times Square. Oh my gosh. Oh. Um, and it's played by a guy named Titus Burgess. And I've never seen him in anything before that I know of, but he's amazing. He is definitely the best, um, like, I think he's the best thing about the show. He's huh. so funny. Um, and he, he kind of is your audience stand-in as well oh. because he <laughs> he has a problem where he's, like, when he's trying to be supportive, he can't actually say the, like, he can't say those false words. Oh. Like, they're there, I'm there for you, everything will be okay. Instead, what he says is what he's actually thinking, which is, I want to know every disgusting detail. Huh. Or I can't wait to see how famous you get because of this. And, huh. Which is really interesting, like... Um, because he is sort of made manifest our own disgusting yeah. predilection for the titillating details. Oh, and... that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, I really like it. Uh, Jane Krakowski is also in it. Um, oh, she plays, great. She plays Kimmy's uh, employer, who is a, just a mess. I mean, it's it's basically her character from 30 Rock if she hadn't become an actress, if she had married oh, Rich great. instead. Like... Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I really like it. And then there's a couple of kids in it, which who thankfully uh, don't take over the show. <laughs> like the the Jane Krakowski's son is uh, like the plot point that gets her into the employment to begin oh. with, and then he kind of disappears after a while. All right. Uh, there's a daughter, a stepdaughter named Xanthippe. <laughs> great. Xanthippe Lannister Voorhees. Oh my name. gosh, that's great. Um, and she becomes more important uh, because, like, Kimmy is still kind of emotionally arrested at the same yeah. age as this girl. And so there's an interesting dynamic there. I'm just giving everything away now. No, I just that think sounds everybody should watch great. it. That it's on awesome. Netflix. You've got to search for it, though. I don't, they don't seem to be promoting it all, which does not make any sense to me. Yeah. Like, it should be one of those big hero banners. But, all right. um, yeah, I definitely recommend um, if you can get through the first couple of episodes, it gets a lot better. All right. I'll definitely have to give that a try. That sounds really interesting. I would love to see. No, I would love to see a, a trauma narrative that is not all misery, miserable. Like, I would love a good comic trauma narrative, which sounds mm-hmm. like such a weird thing to say. But this yeah. sounds like it could be sort of exactly what I would like to see as a trauma narrative for one i think you would like it um and it's the best part about it is if you go to imdb and you look at the cast list there's one guy in the main cast all right that you see um um and it's titus and he he is the only main male character all the other men sort of come and go and disappear pretty rapidly all right um but it's primarily a show about the relationships between women excellent Um, and then there are some cameos late in the season that are just i just died when i saw (laughs) they brought in awesome Um, so it was it was really great and yeah i definitely recommend it all right i'll definitely have to give that a try Cool. So yeah, that's the unbreak. I keep saying the, but it's not. It's just unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which has one of the most infectious theme songs <laughs> that I've seen in years. Excellent. I, every time I say the title, I start singing it in my head, which is kind of distracting right now. But um, it like I think it says, um, I think it says some smart things about not just like what this woman is going through and like tr- uh, you know like recovering from trauma itself. But also about like media obsession with these horrific things. Um, so cool. Is yeah, 
on that a lot. So- it hit it hit on a lot of levels for me. So. That sounds really cool. Check it out on Netflix. Excellent. And you can check us out online at Real Bossy Britches. We're on Twitter and Tumblr at Britches Podcast. We're on iTunes and Facebook somewhere. If you search <laughs> that, you can find us. You can rate and review us on iTunes, and you can subscribe there as well. Um, I think we're also on Stitcher. I think you can get us on Stitcher, too. All right. Um, Good to know. <laughs> but yeah, watch Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and come and tell us what you think of it on Twitter, Tumblr, wherever you feel the need. You could shout it out into the air and maybe we'll hear you if you live nearby. <laughs> Who knows? It's worth a shot. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Pinot Noir. Caviar, Myanmar, mid-sized car.